Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. My, my name is Juliet Lamar. I'm your host. We have with us today Gleb Nessus. He is the COO at Coin Dealer. Welcome, Gleb. Hi. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. So tell us a little bit about Coin Dealer. Coin Dealer is an app and web interface that makes it easier for new people coming into the space to participate in the cryptocurrency economy by storing and trading cryptocurrency and other tokens while still having the same um, simple user interface that and security that they're used to in, say, online banking. Okay. So, like, what kind of security features, I guess, are different than your competitors? CoinDealer is a on-chain, non-custodial, multi-asset wallet and exchange. Uh, that's the short of it. Um, what makes us different is, um, unlike our other competitors, one main thing that we do is we don't give the private keys to um, to the users. We don't hold them ourselves. Uh, we're partnered with BitGo to manage our private keys. Um, and the reason for that is, um, I know in the space, uh, I mean, I personally manage my keys. Um, and a lot of people feel that you don't own your cryptocurrency until you own your keys. And I agree with that. Uh, but the problem is for new people coming into the space, um, they don't understand that the private key is your crypto. Your, your seed is your crypto. So if they lose their private key, they lose full access to it. And if someone isn't active, um, actively logging into their wallets, decrypting their um, their JSON files, like from my Ether wallet, then what ends up happening is they come back a year later and they can't remember it. And unfortunately with crypto, there's no undo button. If you lose your private key, if you forget your encryption password, your decryption password, then you lose access to your crypto. And we feel that um, for most people coming to the space who aren't actively involved in it, but just want to participate, like want to build a, build a small asset portfolio, they are going to eventually lose their keys. Um, not all of them, but it's a high probability that people will lose their private keys because they simply don't understand their value. They write it out on a napkin, they throw it out. They don't take the necessary steps that um, people who are in the space do to manage their keys. Multiple USB drives, um, multiple backups, things like that. So that's... Yeah. So, and yes. Go ahead. Oh, um, and beyond that, uh, there's also the user experience. Um, that's on top of the key management. The UX is the other big problem that um, we see in the space. Uh, going, um, setting up multiple accounts and multiple exchanges, sending your crypto across them, um, creating your creating your wallets, moving your moving your crypto off the exchange to a wallet. Uh, that's just something that is a, that process flow is more
more complicated, much more complicated than it absolutely needs to be in order for there to be mass adoption. In order for the everyday person, say someone like my mom, to um, be comfortable starting a crypto portfolio. And that is because it's just too, it's not made by the UX designers, it's made by engineers. And I think that that's one of the main sticky points to entry is people want to use crypto, they're interested in crypto, they're curious about it, but it is, it's too out of the normal in the way they use things. Um, I know a lot of a lot of young people do their banking on their phones through apps, but a lot of people who are who are a little bit older, you know, maybe they're still just getting into online banking, and the thought of crypto, and you know, they want to do it, but it is it's so out of their comfort zone. Correct. Yep. Exactly. Um, so if they're already used to a system like online banking, why do we need to reinvent? reinvent the wheel on the front end, um, if they're used to online banking, um, email verification, two-factor authentication, um, de- device verification, those are all things that exist, all security measures that exist in online banking. We take that and we apply it to Coin Dealer and give it a traditional, uh, give them an, a very easy user interface to manage to manage your crypto all in one portfolio. So if uh, someone wants to, usually when people come on, uh, come into the cryptocurrency space, they usually start off on one of the big exchanges, most likely Coinbase, uh, simply because it's the easiest, the app is nice and easy to use. And then once they buy up the coins that they want on there, they go and, I mean, the most common one I get asked is they want to buy Ripple. And how do they do that? They can't do that on Coinbase. Uh, if they want to go go to another exchange, say Bittrex or Binance, they have to set up that account, transfer the crypto over, and they have to leave that platform to buy crypto. Or they have to go through Shapeshift, which is like a nine-step process to go from fiat to um, finally having Ripple in your Ripple wallet. So that all those steps are just far too, it's far too um, user unfriendly at, at the moment. So that's what we're, that's what we're trying to, that's what we're solving. So from the, from the user standpoint, how do you get started with using this coin dealer? Sure. Uh, well, right now we're in beta, so uh, we're finishing up our testing. Um, but once, once the platform is released, um, you can go to the app store um, download the coin dealer app or go to the website um, create an account um, if you already have a coinbase account um, once you've created your account on coin dealer you can link your coinbase account through apis um, right to your coin dealer app and you will see your coinbase balances um, right in um, right either in the app or in the web interface and from there um, if you want to buy another cryptocurrency that's not offered on Coinbase. It's as simple as clicking the one you have, clicking the one you want, setting the numbers and pushing a button, and that's it. And uh, it'll automatically create a on-chain wallet right in the app, and your crypto will will be there securely. And actually, that's another point that I um, didn't really um, didn't really mention is um, so the Coin Dealer is an on-chain wallet. So unlike other exchanges where 
um, you have an IOU or an account on the front end um, drawing against the liquidity pool on the exchange's backend. Each one of the assets in CoinDealer is its own on-chain wallet. So there's no more honeypot, no more chance of the crypto being stolen if the exchange is hacked. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to go back to a, to a point you were talking about in the very beginning about um, you don't really own your cryptocurrency until you own your keys. Uh, I guess I'm a little confused about that. So if you have your wallet, say you've got your coins on a, on a wallet, uh, and you have your key written down, what do you exactly mean by owning your key? Um, if you hold your private key, uh, that, that's one of the... Um, what, that's one of the big selling points or one of the big benefits of having cryptocurrency is I don't need to have a trusted third party secure my funds like a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I hold my private key, uh, I am in full control of my crypto. No one else's, um, which is absolutely true. The problem with that comes in is that uh, n- new people coming to the space, they don't make that connection. They think of the private key as this long, uncomfortable password that they have to remember or write down. And if they're not actively doing, if they're not actively involved or engaging in the cryptocurrency economy and in trading and reading about it and logging into your account, in your, into your wallet, say at least once a week, once a month, uh, there's a good chance that, um, they're going to forget their decryption password, like for a JSON file on my Ether wallet. Um, or if they don't, if they write down the 12, 18 or 24 word mnemonic seed on a piece of paper um, and they don't put it somewhere safe or they don't make a copy of it and they lose that piece of paper, um, they'll lose access to their crypto. And um, that's just a very scary thought. And quite a shock for um, a lot of people when they realize that if they didn't do that, then there's nothing that anyone can do about it. You don't have your private key. You don't have your pneumatic seed. You don't have access. You can't access your crypto anymore. Um, yeah, no, exa- exactly. Um, but when you're saying you're owning your keys, is there any other way to, to really have crypto? I think that when you buy crypto and you put it in a, in a wallet, it creates a key and you have to have a key in order to even get started with crypto. Is that correct? Or are there services out there that are trying to not give you your own private keys? Uh, as far as I know, um, we're the first ones to do it quite this way. So as I okay. mentioned, uh, we're partnered with BitGo. Um, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're an enterprise that um, they've been around in the space for quite a while now. Um, they manage the keys for the exchanges, for some of the big exchanges. So um, we know it's secure. We know that uh, no more than 2% of the assets they hold are ever, or the crypto that um, they hold is ever in a hot wallet. So we never have, um, there's no more chance of having a um, hack like what happened with NEM on um, CoinCheck or Nano on BitGrail, mm-hmm. where $170 million were stolen, $532 million were stolen. Uh, there's no more chance of that. There's no more honeypot because each and there's no more um, one big hot wallet. Uh, each one of these assets um, on the platform is its own on-chain wallet. Got it. So, Gleb, tell me a little bit about you know, how you got involved with cryptocurrency and ultimately coin, coin dealing. Sure. Um, 
I got involved because my girlfriend at the end of 2016 was um, asked to be the CMO of a um, cryptocurrency that had ICO'd back in middle of 2016. Um, and she, she didn't uh, end up pursuing that, but I asked her what she was doing and what it was all about. And she told me about Ethereum and what they were doing with smart contracts. And when she told me uh, it, I was kind of stunned. I'm like, wait, you have, you can actually have a um, uneditable piece of code with all the logic built in and no, no wiggle room for um, arbitration or changing the terms later. And if it meets these conditions, the, the process executes and the funds get transferred. I was like, I was completely blown away because that immediately clicked for me that, wait, you can do this for any kind of value exchange where you have a tr where you have someone else that you have to trust in order to do this. You don't need them anymore. You can do it with a smart contract. So after that, I, uh, I spent the next three months uh, reading all I could about um, blockchain, learning about the different projects in the industry, um, learning about crypto and learning how to trade. And it's been a fun ride ever since. <laughs> and and what are you what are you most excited about? I mean, there's so many different different opportunities and different ways that these things centralization, <clears throat> blockchain, cryptocurrency can go. What is what is your main excitement looking towards the future? Um my main excitement is I um I'm an operations guy. I like efficiency and just seeing um all the efficiency that can be brought into the world with cryptocurrency with smart tokenization, um, the ability for so many people that right now don't have access to banking services, um, even in the U.S., um, I forget what the number is, but it was quite staggering when I heard it, of how many people are unbanked even in the U.S., forced to, um, when they receive a check, go to um, a cash checking place and pay a 7% fee um, just to get their money. That's a huge expense, especially for if someone can't afford a bank. And on top of that, hit them over the head with a 7% surcharge. That's just unconscionable to me. So cryptocurrency uh, liberates us from that. Uh, you no longer need uh, to keep your money in a bank. You can simply keep it in crypto. And all we need to do is, we're, I mean, we're still, uh, we as crypto, as the cryptocurrency space is still, still relatively young. Um, once the payment rails um, are created and legalized um, to allow for that simple move from crypto to fiat uh, so that someone can actually buy something with their crypto at a point of sales. Once that happens, I think we're off to the races. For CoinDealer, in the next three years or so, where do you see this company going? Uh, I see it... Um, being the next logical on-ramp for people who um, want to want to engage in crypto, want to diversify their portfolio um, after they've gone on Coinbase. Um, I see it as a way for them to store their crypto securely and not worry about ever losing it. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of the big things. Uh, the FDIC insures um, bank accounts in the U.S. up to a quarter of a million dollars, um, and that's actually the only thing that's insured. So um, some exchanges 
will say that they're FDIC insured. And what a lot of people don't realize is they're only FDIC insured on the fiat money that is in that person's exchange account, not their crypto. So right now it's always the own it's always the onus of the exchange to do right by its users if in the event they ever get hacked to return their to basically cover those losses those crypto losses to their users. Absolutely. Beloved Nessus, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. Uh, we'll have to have you on again and, and really check in on the industry and uh, and share your ideas. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Merle. It was really happy to be here. That was Gleb Nessus. He is the COO at CoinDealer. You can find them uh, at coindealer.io. This has been Juliet Lamar for Future Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.